Hey guys, my guest tonight, medium Nancy Matz, is not only going to be doing live readings, but she's also going to be talking about what it's like to be psychic. We'll be right back. Grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody feeling? Tuesday. Still got four days to go this week. So far, it's been a good week. It hasn't been overly hot. Things are starting to cool down. And, uh, well, fall's definitely upon us, but, you know, winter is right around the corner there. Still got my squeaky chair. Anyway, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We're 45 strong up and down the state, which means... We can get you if you do think that you might have a paranormal issue. Might not be right away because California is a big state. And if that happens, we do have people on staff like Nancy who can call you and uh, talk to you about what may or may not be going on. And in most cases, calm down the issues that are happening until we can get out there. It usually doesn't take us more than one or two days, though, you know, to get out there. So rest assured. Anyway, I want to welcome you all tonight. Uh, that new intro still throws me, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, just getting used to it. I think I did better tonight coming in on it. You know, I'm, I, I used to watch um, MSNBC and Rachel Maddow, and Rachel does a throw, you know, does a handoff into her commercials that says, we'll be right back, or I'll be right back. And it's funny because when she does it, there's always the sound of rustling paperwork behind it. And so when I do this and, and I'm listening... I'm listening for the paperwork when it's not there, obviously, because this is not Rachel. This is my show. So, um, yeah, it's kind of it's, it's kind of weird. This has been it's been an interesting transition to go from that five minute thing into this. You know, as, as quick as it is, but today went a lot better than yesterday. Anyway, we got a great show for you tonight. Again, it's Tuesday, and now we got a rarity. Nancy Mass is with us tonight, and she's going to be doing some readings online. But she's going to be talking about what it is to do those readings. What you know, what it's like to to be psychic, you know, for instance, you know, we don't realize what it's like to walk through a room every day and be able to pick up people standing around you that nobody else can see, right? So what's that feel like? What, what does that feel like when she's communicating with, with the dead? So we're going to be talking about that and uh, hopefully we'll get some uh, readings in today. All right. Also, I want to do a quick reminder. Um, I do have that uh, ticker thing running at the bottom for the Patreon. This is kind of a lead-in for you guys in that, uh, you know, we're getting ready to take all these psychic readings over to the California Haunts Patreon, and uh, that's because we, we, we want to give you the best reading possible. You know, when Nancy does these readings, just, you know, j just doing them online like she's doing now, she can't get all the details in that she wants to because, you know, we'll have like two or three people waiting. So maybe you'll get a minute and a half reading, a two-minute reading or something. And, I mean, I mean, you're getting a good reading. You're always getting a good reading with Nancy, okay, and Karen, Karen as well. But you're not getting a reading that 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 is one that that is more one on one. I don't know how to put that. More one on one. 
by doing the thing, you know, by, by joining the Patreon, depending on the level that you're at, you're going to get next to extended reading. I mean, you're, you join for the $5 level, $5 monthly, you're going to get once a month, you're going to get a five minute reading from either Karen or Nancy. You join at the 10, you know, the $10 level, that's a 10 minute reading. Okay. Et cetera, with the $15 level. And those are introductory as well, you know, prices as well to get in. So hit the ground floor. But that's what you're going to get. So it's going to be a completely different style of reading as to as to as opposed to what Nancy does, like on today, you know, reading wise, because we're really trying to get you know on this show we're really trying we have an hour we're really trying to get through them and and uh, you know we, we can't go into a lot of detail you can't ask a lot of questions back and forth but over there you're going to be able to get into more detail and and ask questions back and forth it's a more it's more of a one on one. All right. So I just want to let you guys have a heads up on that. All right. Well, Nancy has had her eyes. She's having work on her eyes right now. And uh, we're very fortunate to have her today because usually she can't come on camera because she can't see. <laughs> Which is why I did this last week because she couldn't see me on Friday. The child that I am. Anyway, let's bring Nancy on in and get this show started. And uh, all right, here we go. Hi, everybody. Well, this has been a real treat. Usually I'm on Friday. Tomorrow morning I'm having my right eye done. Last week it was, last Wednesday it was my left eye. And Friday afternoon, Friday night, I can't, for three, four, five days, I can't see very well. And it's a strange how it affects both eyes. Like my right eye is my dominant eye, so my left mm -hmm. eye wouldn't, wouldn't let me see really well. And uh, I'm not sure how it works. Um, the cataracts, stigmatism, glaucoma, and replacing my lens. They got to a place where I said, we can't, <laughs> you just got too many things wrong with your eyes to fix them. But I'm, I'd like to put out to the audience, send me a note or Char, what do you people do about this reflective thing going on? These are reading glasses, which I'll need, I maybe, from now on. I think with new lenses, I'm not sure. But I would like some help on this. Now tonight, Char will be finding out the questions. I mean, listen, one question each, two or three minutes, maybe, yeah. if you can at all. Yeah. But I do have a whole program I want to talk to you about. And I thought maybe you would enjoy this. Uh, I want to start out by saying, how does it feel to do a reading? That was my intent. And what gave right. me that? I had a client this morning. And we were talking about how unusual her last name was. Of course, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> and she says, it's been years and years and years. I says, you know, I've only had two of your last names. And she says, how do you know that? And I said, well, let me back up. When I speak to a client, I really only want the name you're addressed. See, I saw we have Gerald, Jerry in the room. She may be a Geraldine. But if I'm blended with her, she says, my name is Geraldine, I'd be looking all over the place. Her spirit wouldn't answer. I'm not uh -huh. Geraldine. I'm Jerry. You, It's almost like I feel like people looking around go, who's that? Who's that? <laughs> and I use the story um, of my uncle, my mother's oldest sibling. Was he? Yeah, the oldest one. And uh, he, uh, he was born in the name of Cullen, a family name, C-U-L-L-E-N. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think the order of my mother's family, but kind of all deceased. So sometimes I think there was an older sister. So he was born and no one said the name, Colin, come here. Colin, Colin, Colin. You know, everybody was stumbling. And one day dad says, bud, come here. Hey, bud. Like you'd say to somebody in a, in a pub or restaurant or on the baseball field, hey, bud. 
guess what? Uncle Bud had that name all his life. And he was the kind of uncle you want to hug all the time. And if I addressed him, say my cousin says, what's uncle, what's my dad doing? I say, Uncle Bud. And his spirit would go, what, what? <laughs> if I said Uncle Cullen, no one would answer me. <laughs> well, to right. show you how, how uh, attached I was to him. And lives are lives. I've, we lived all over the place and so did he, you know. But he was still part of the family and I dearly loved him. In fact, one of my cats is named Bud. <laughs> and every time I call that cat, it's it's kind of like, oh, Uncle Bud. Oh, Uncle Bud. You know, it's a cat. That's very, and people say, you named your cat after him. It's love, everybody. It's love. And I just <laughs> really, I really loved him. And our family was so small that I really got attached to him. So I wanted to share that story. So when people call me and they start giving me names of family members before the tape's on, I always say, well, who are you all talking about? You know, like, give me people's names. They always give me the name to baptize a Christian name, whatever, whatever. And I, or if they're foreign, you know, uh -huh. and they tell me the name, I go, oh, my God, I can't pronounce that. How do you spell? Oh, he had a nickname. Didn't I just say a minute ago? <laughs> the name that people are called. So when someone calls someone up and they go, hey, this is, say, Betty. My mother's named Betty, but she was given name at birth. But a lot of them, B is for Beatrice. Betty could be for Elizabeth. You got to give me what's important. Now, the reason behind this, I blend with people and I access time, but I cannot go into time. I cannot get information unless I make my identity known. How is that possible? Well, we all resonate. Remember I showed you one time the sounding tones and people will stand there, do their life. And I've had three clients lately with a lot of stress, a lot of stress. And I'm just doing my life. And even though I'm a personality, I like to get a lot done. <clears throat> I know myself. I know my vibration. I know what I feel like. And I always tell you, you know, you need to sit down and kind of analyze yourself. Who are you as a person, right? And so um, when I am joined by somebody, if someone's thinking of me, I go, oops. <laughs> I, I don't feel like I'm me. Someone else is there. And my husband will say, I know when someone's calling you, if it's really sad or depressing, you kind of hang down a little bit, go, ugh. I go, really? That's because their energy pulls at me. Well, when I configure it that it's not me, I go, well, I hear this. I will not own what is not mine. And I shake it off. People fall off because our vibrations can't hold on unless you allow it. That's a topic for another night, attachments and why that can happen. <clears throat> and, um, uh, and another, so I'll go on a little further. How many of you have a memory of a parent yelling at you your entire name? Boy, were you in trouble? Is that it? Well, you instantly put on edge and are guarded. We respond to our name that family and friends call us. Uh, my name being Nancy is not a nickname, but a client with the first name of Bethany. Her friends call her Beth. Needs to That needs to be known. If I join with Beth and said, Bethany, talk to me, she might not answer. And I actually say that to people. I'll say, and then my clients will say, I'll say to them, would you be quiet for just a minute? I go, oh, what, 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 what? And I'll say, I'm going to say that person's name. And when I say it, if I don't get a response by the third time, they're not going to answer me. And I'll say the name with some kind of conviction. And like, Beth, Beth, Beth. And as though to make them turn around, pay attention to me. And it's mm -hmm. quite amazing. A child can't even talk. I'll say the name and they'll turn around and look at me. 
you say that to an animal and they will. Mm -hmm. I, I have a lady in Loomis and she raises horses and she'll give me a colt's name. And that colt will hear the name at birth and identify it within a few days. I can go to that mm -hmm. colt and ask that name. Hello, this is Nancy. This is me. And hello, so-and-so colt. And the colt looks around like, who's talking to me? Who's talking to me? Tell me, I don't know how the language barrier works. <clears throat> but I do know if I have people of other cultures, someone who can speak English has to translate uh, from a written list to me. Uh, so sometimes it doesn't make sense. I can talk to animals all the time, dead people, hello, different cultures all the time. But when it's spoken language, I'm not sure how that works because I have to go to the person to get the answer. So I'm mm -hmm. going to go through there and describe to you what that feels like. I was talking to her this morning about names and how uh, the first part exactly what we talked about. And I said, wouldn't it be fun if I could take a taste, taste <laughs> a teaspoon of dye of coloring, like a cake coloring. I go, mm -hmm. and then I start thinking about everybody I know. And little pieces of, of my life force would spring off my body and, and go into the sky <laughs> and join with my loved ones. That is an absolute phenomena because I, I have people in my world who connect to me and I know who they are because I'm used to talking to them and I know their vibration. Mm -hmm. And one day that happened and I got a call about and I said, what time was it I got that? Oh, yeah, about 10 minutes ago. Took you 10 minutes to call me when I first picked up your talk. About me. And, of course, I don't lie. And why would I? And it's amazing. Uh, strangers across the world, I can just feel that someone's attached to me before they call. And a few times I'll, I'll have someone wanting to read, take a reading. And the spirit person will show up. And it's at the most inopportune times, like in the shower, in the bathroom, in the kitchen. Uh, in the car, and I go, oh, someone's calling me about somebody, and I get the spirit person all around me. I'll never forget the time I was in the bathroom living in uh, southern Arizona. Guy just got out of the shower. You know? <laughs> Why does this happen like this? And Grandma brought in the teenage girl that had killed herself, and the first thing I, I got was she didn't like me. Well, if you're going to see me naked with my hair all over the place, I don't blame you. What an inappropriate time. So I told the mom this, and she said that they had visited her and gave 100% approval. Really? They didn't like me. But at the same time, she said, you gave me the best. I, I'm not um, I'm not telling who it is. So I don't feel I'm breaching privacy here. But the girl was in the Gothic, and she was been four or five hours in the bathroom. Well, in the kitchen, it wouldn't have worked. I says, oh, she came into the bathroom with me. I'm sorry about this reflection here. <clears throat> and um, so it made sense. Okay, I want to keep going. Unless Char has a, I want to make sure I don't. Um, I spoke of this before, the interdimensional travel or folding space and time. Um, and I talked to you once before of a couple that live in Italy. They came from the United States. I first met her when she was Central America. And, she, and I told her the path of meeting the boyfriend in Texas and East Coast and Germany and Italy. And I've gone further. I do see him relocating to Germany, uh, South uh, Germany, closer to Switzerland direction. So anyway, um, it's, it's kind of great. I love that. Um, but when we talk about that string of, of energy going across the world, <laughs> how does it work when you go to Italy? 
because I'm going to get kind of deep here. I'm kind of starting a little softer. Okay. Um, I have the Italian couple that is pretty often. I have clients, of course, in the United States. Of course, of course. I do have an email client in Singapore. I've been talking to her about 20 years, 18 to 20 years, because if she sees me, I'll, I don't know if they can get to show me. <laughs> and it's by email. And I thought to myself one day, I used to do a lot of email, and I don't anymore except for the couple that do touch base with me. And the reason is I had a couple of girlfriends, and they started email reading, and they wouldn't let me go. They kept denying everything I said. And I found, I figured out, because I could tense. I mean, it was just too obvious at the same age, you know, same kind. You know, it was just, and I said, you two girls have ruined me. I'm not going to offer this anymore. It's your fault that people cannot take advantage of email readings. And I let them know that for whatever, let them carry that burden. But the email read, I couldn't figure out how that worked. And it occurred to me one day that I'm looking at the letter, looking at her reading the letter. It's the same principle as my touching base with the people in Italy. Um, the lady in England, there's a couple in England uh, that I talked to, um, most of them uh, by video in England and Italy, though I have other, <laughs> talked to someone in Malta, and I had this crazy um, uh, expedition unknown kind of show. It was ancient aliens. And they, all they showed me was the desert part of the island. And while on TV, my self-travel show, and it's absolutely a gorgeous island. Absolutely just breathtaking. Uh, the, the architecture is beyond belief. It's great. And I had people in Malta, and I went, where's Malta? <laughs> had to look it up and of course I didn't see the the right side of the island but I thought it was crazy here it is in the middle of the ocean no electrical wires everything's by satellite I had to really think about it until one day it realized let me see the email reading I'm picking up her reading the reading the what I wrote <laughs> of what I said in that instant because people like me we don't have any time limits and Italy is nine hours difference and England is nine hours difference. Yet when I can talk to them, there's no time there. And there's no distance. It's instantaneous. And I've shared this with you with the Italian couple. They have three daughters in the United States. They all live in three different areas of the United States, three different time zones. And I can go to them. Oh, hello. I love you guys. It was a video. We just hugged. You know, hello. I love you guys. And they'll say a name and they'll say a situation. I go there. I come back with an answer within two seconds, three seconds. Now, granted, <laughs> I've been in this really long time, actually all my life, but I've been professional for 33 years. Yes, my switches are, are strong. God, my voice again, uh, we have burning in our area. So, of course, my voice is off. I apologize again. But um, in, some, in some ways, um, I really gave it a lot of thought. And I want to address some of these thoughts and maybe... It will give you some thoughts. And I want you to think about you as readers. Think about how I'm doing this and allow it to happen. Don't struggle. Don't think, how oh, I can't make a connection. All you want to do is hear that voice or look at the name on paper. And you want to look at it until you can feel them. As soon as I hear a voice, boom. And Char and I did a show where they wrote in, um, I cannot see the chat room because my notes are right here. And so she would put a name on the screen. And I would go to that person, what, 10 of them that night? And I told him what dead person was standing next to them. Hello. 
<laughs> can how can I do that? I mean, I I always like to know where people live. It has nothing to do with it. It's just kind of like I oh, it's so fun to talk to Texas or Pennsylvania. I think one girl that night was from England. How I, that's fun. I don't need it, but it's fun anyway. So that's okay. really I want you know. So let's keep going because I'm going to give you some good ideas. Um, the client in Singapore, uh, she was in college, um, and she really wanted to be a married lady. And she had a boyfriend, but she didn't know if it could work or not. Um, she, there are two different cultures, and um, she's a taller lady. And I thought, let me think how this works. And I saw this man for her, and he was almost six foot tall. Let's see, people in Singapore, do they get to be six foot tall? And that's when she told me she was Pakistani. <laughs> and she said, and he was, and I don't want to give her away because then you put two and two together. I'm going to be private here. And it worked. You know, it's like, and they've been a couple now. They're living together. So time has gone on. And then she brought in, because her connection to the man friend was very strong. But her connection mm -hmm. to her father wasn't. Connection from him to his father wasn't. But yet when they think of it, I was able to email, go to her, and then go to the father her father and then I went from her to him the boyfriend uh, to his father and I think sometimes that's amazing to think about one of the questions she wanted especially with the dead cat the cat who died is um, health issues now you have to appreciate when I blend with somebody not everybody because I don't I'm not a doctor I'm just a diagnosed hello everybody remember that but you have to appreciate when I step into somebody I have remembered when people say, oh, I have this wrong with me. I go in there, I blend with somebody, and you men don't make it silly. I mean, they'll go there. But I have a feeling I can pinpoint, like cholesterol tastes like cottage cheese, you know, and blood vessels that could break taste have potato chip. I mean, after a while, this, and I would be too, because I'm a salt person. I'm not supposed to have salt. Um, it's Char and I have talked many hours. And in some ways, I have over the years been able to discern brain activity, heart activity, lung activity, stomach activity, bone activity, arthritis. And it's only because of repetition. So mm -hmm. if, if I can say to somebody, you want me to do well, okay, well, the, I can have a feel. Ugh. As Char knows, I'm right enough. It's scary. Well, I can tell right? you. I can tell you something, too, from experience. From, so this is somebody that gets pneumonia like people change their clothes, right? When I get pneumonia, I can taste it in my mouth. Oh, there but you it's are. like an alcohol. It's kind of like an alcohol taste. You know, like mm -hmm. like rubbing alcohol. That's what it kind of, uh -huh. if, if, if rubbing alcohol had a taste, that's what it would taste like. And so I don't know if I re feel that, but what I would feel, and I know Char is talking about health issues, is I can feel it in the body. Yeah. And that's as good as it can get, I think. Uh, it's t it's too bad that we know so much at this age. You know, keep me going for another 10, 15 years maybe, huh? Um, and I always found that really interesting, but you cannot get away from the idea this is happening. Um, I was double-blind tested by Professor Gary Swartz, the inventor of a soul phone. And, and that's when I could not see the client, the sitter, he called him. Um, he, the sitter couldn't say anything. Uh, and and uh, Gary, Professor Gary Swartz, he said, just keep, just start talking. And the minute I did his, this one boy, his um, grandmother showed up. 
and she was a Tonganese. And Tonganese people are very big, but she had cancer, so she went bald. And she had a whiskers. And she took her hat off and put it on my head. I mean, if you're going to describe something, a Tonganese with a bald-headed woman with whiskers and a hat on, you can't make it up. And the boy on my website, I do have the link to that page where I copy and paste it from my site. He said to me at the bottom, you read his letter, he says, you've changed my life. After that, I realized you, can't, you cannot doubt what you pick up. Mm -hmm. Don't reason with it. And that's another thing I want to go to. So when you blend with people, make sure you have the first name correct, uh, the name of the call. Secondly, get their attention. If they're not paying attention, you will feel them paying attention to you. Mm -hmm. You will blend with them. Pay attention how they smell. Uh, so Professor Gary Swartz uh, tested me, and I was picking up this woman dying of cancer who died of cancer. And I was walking through the house describing what through the house which way I was going. And then when I walked in the room where the woman died, I could smell cancer. And I says, oh, my goodness, she, I smell cancer on her. I'm so sorry. And I remember thinking afterward, Professor Gary Swartz, says, I've never had anybody give me north, south, and west. I've never had anybody walk through the house and tell me what room it is. I've never had a client tell me that those windows on the wall, the woman died, that they could smell cancer. And I go, woohoo, you know, pat on the back. Okay, so what? But this is what I'm good at. Don't ask me about politics. Yeah, I can pick up once in a while. But there's other people that do that. This is what I do. And so I paid a lot of attention to it. I want to talk about identical twins or same um, personality types. Very curious. I have a sister that is um, so different from me. Oh, blue-eyed, blonde, Norwegian side of the family, my father said. And guess what I take after? Cowboys and Indians. <laughs> you can't get this start. This look on my face. <laughs> and people say, you're kidding. Because this is brother and sister. Well, personality-wise, it's different also. But the, I, I remember um, siblings, two boys, and they were your part. Same personality. Very different, and it's not different, but very um, unusual. But there are a lot of families, boy and girl. But this is that one time I remember thinking, I didn't know what boy I was talking to, because they were almost identical. But well, yeah, one was a little shorter than by a year. My sister and I were a year apart, but we looked nothing alike, absolutely nothing in our personalities alike. She is mildly intuitive, I give her that. But with that, we're different. And I want to address also when you um, talk to identical twins, identical twins, not just siblings that are like, they were so much alike, it was surprising. Um, but identical twins could either be very, very much alike or very opposite. Most of the time they're opposite because you'll have the, uh, the gentle, quieter one, then you have the stronger, aggressive one. I've actually talked to twins that the split of personality was evil, equal. Boy, someone's going to hear that one wrong. <laughs> and, and and it was hard. Uh, the siblings was difficult. Identical twins that are actually very identical, what they call mirror. Sometimes they're, they are more different than not, which I find very curious. The yin and the yang is split completely apart like that. And the couple of the girls that I have read over the years have been proven to me that looks have nothing to do with personality. You know, this you can't judge. Uh, a personality type of how people look or dress, anything like that. Sometimes the most outrageous presentation is sometimes the more meek and what and mild of the personality type because they want to be outside their shell. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. 
Um, okay. Accessing, is there a question for me yet? Anybody have a question for Nancy? And please don't ask me the same question you did last time. I know the girls in the room, there's some of the same. Accessing future, how does that feel? Well, to me, when I access, when I access a body and I'm talking to them, sometimes I float around the mind because they're thinking and they want questions answered themselves. The client, I'll go to the, the sitter, the one that's going to be read. And then sometimes the person will say, you know, I want to know if we, so I'm talking to the husband, what does he think we'll be able to relocate? And time is at the base of your neck right here at the hollow. I kind of slip down maybe two inches, and then I can feel a, a slide forward and a slide back. How many other people have thought about that? I don't know. Do they get something different? I don't care. This is how I had my interpretation. How did I know this? Well, I used to work uh, Friday nights, a lot of days of the week, two or three nights a week with Spirit of Grace. We would give classes, or I was at classes, uh, Sunday service, or Friday night. So every Friday night, I would do a group. And after a while, after answering questions of their timeline a lot of them were doing this <clears throat> or adjusting sweater all everything around the neck and i started uh -huh. thinking about it i went oh i wonder <laughs> purposely i would enter someone's time and i kept track and i went i'll be darned and so where where is that is that a breathing tube is it to the stomach <laughs> i just want to say it's a base of my neck I'm not going to assume it's a breathing. Our breath takes us. Our breath takes us back. I don't know. But if I say it's a super highway. So when you're on the freeway, you're kind of pushing the air in front of you, right? Mm -hmm. You're pushing into the future. And it feels like thick jello to me. It's unused, unlived time. I have to push my way through. Now, what curiosity is if that person goes to another psychic, they mm -hmm. may get to my point because this highway has opened up a pathway to that future event. They may go a little further, but they have to enter unused time. Um, and, and I can read every, I read pretty good only because I've learned how to push. So I can have someone really under a lot of stress. You know, Shara knows me so well. She knows how this works. Mm -hmm. um, I've been, been able to read. I say to people, I will never put you off. Even if I'm not feeling it, I'm going to talk to somebody if that, I call it being on the cliff, because mm -hmm. I'm not afraid of entering unused time. And if you're under so much stress and people say to me, and I've seen this happen, the psyche won't talk to me two, three, four months, two or three weeks to two, four months. And I do no criticism. This is how people have to work. They want you to be relaxed so they can enter time easy or they're afraid or not afraid because that's, that's an insult or they're anticipate of problems reading you because of the anxiety of the bubble of drama that you carry around your life force. Okay, <laughs> we have questions. We have questions. Okay. I got to mark my place uh, here. I got, okay. I got about six pages here. <laughs> Karen has a question, and this is just a general question. Have you ever seen your doppelganger? I, I have not seen mine, but I've been told a lot of times that I have two or three of them out there. When I was an, in my uh, 30s, I was an athlete, and I had really, really short hair, and I was pretty slim. And I used to think um, I have it kind of the Indian look and everything. I thought, how many people look like me? 
Believe mm-hmm. it or not, I'm having people tell me that I'm, in fact, it was somebody just recently, was it someone in the room that said, or was a client, if you're listening, please let me know. You were going to send me a picture of an aunt of yours that you said looked just like me. Whoever, <laughs> I don't remember where it was. That wasn't usual, right? If it okay. was, okay. <laughs> yes, people say I have doppelgangers out there. I would love to meet someone that looks like me. Now, I do look like my aunt who looks like her mom, the grandmother that's Indian. So, yes, the genetics are there, but there's some people, how many Indian peoples are out there that could resemble me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I have my father's jawline, but everything from the nose up it looks like my grandmother. I wish I, I have seen mine. Have I you have really? seen my dog. Yes, I have. Um, Elliot, I was about 12 years old, and we were at Heathrow Airport in London. And oh. I actually saw myself on the other side. On the other you side of the uh, that. terminal. Yeah, yeah. You told so us that had the same clothes on, too. Not to yeah. bleed through from this dimensional to the next dimensional space. I do believe yes. that's possible. Um, I wish I could see. I think it'd be kind of fun. You know, right. be fun. Yeah, I wouldn't know what to do because you, if you if you interact with that doctor, doctor, double banger, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever, double um, banger, double, double banger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what it would do to the energy. The, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Or the timelines. Pam has or a question. Time. Who? Pam. Pam, Pam. And she says, "I'm wondering if my mom Janet visits often, and if her pets see her." <laughs> Janet says she does visit. Now, this is a mom figure, and she is not skinny. She's a little rounder. So I'm not sure if I look at mom or grandma. So, Pam, I'm not sure how old you are. There's a woman that has a, a little roundness to her, a little bit of a hip to her, but not fat. So she, as we get older, there's a little roundness, no matter what age this is. And she doesn't walk very, she doesn't walk as she floats. And she, there's a hallway or a long row, uh, built wall in your house. And she doesn't touch the wall, but she floats between them because she can see more than one room. Like if you have bedrooms that went in, there's kids at that end or something. She likes that. And then she falls the same wall and goes to another part of the kitchen, the front room or something. And I feel like she's there more than you realize. She's not like snooping with you on you, but she does like to be there. Um, I don't know what, I think brown hair. I see roundness in the bosom, uh, not perky, kind of lower. And then I see the rounded, possibly a fat, uh, a more flat butt than round butt, but hippie, like a roundness to it. So you mm-hmm. can tell me who I'm describing. I uh, wonder if my pets, the pets will see you and be with you. That's why I'm telling people don't throw away their bowl or their toys, leave them in the pen or the wherever you they slept. Absolutely. But pets will learn to wander. And when they, uh, what dreams may come, Robin Williams was taught that if you think of something, you can be there or somewhere. So mm-hmm. animals the same way. Oh, I remember being in the park. Boom, they're in the park. Or I remember being the, at the babysitters at the babysitters. Once they figure that out, then they don't come as often. Just like spirit people, you know, we don't want to trap our spirit people by grieving so much. We go, hey, I know there's a lot of spirit people, family members you haven't seen for a long time, and they'll be gone. Then they pop in. This one was kind of fun. I see her kind of wandering up the same big old long wall. Could be a wall from the front room to the bedrooms or somewhere else, but. She she likes being in there, and I would watch for cold spots. Like you go through the hallway, and you some oh, gee, there's a funny feel right there. 
Well, that's her. And I don't know why she's not walking. Maybe she had trouble walking, but she likes to be on the ground. She's kind of like floating. It's kind of strange. Um, I was re recently haunted in a Tahoe hotel, Lake Tahoe yes. Hotel. Yes. Uh, they said my name as if they've been looking for me. I was paralyzed with fear. Oh, gee. <laughs> do you see who or what that could have been? I do get a female, a ghost or an alien. No, I get a female girl, a female that has an old outfit on. And she, you remind her of someone that was important to her. It's all like sometimes um, ghost peoples are not lost. They're waiting okay. for somebody or they're wanting recognition. This woman felt like she recognized you. Um, and she was petite, small, a hotel. I wonder what age the hotel was. Kind of makes me think I have to go back 60, 70 years at least or longer. Seems like she's been there a long time. So if, if the area uh, had been inhabited by the pioneer peoples or the early 1900 peoples, that's the feeling I get. She's been there a long time and she's young looking, kind of a little waste. So she might have been a younger person. There's also a man there, um, an older man, tall, lean, slumped over his shoulder. And he was of the Wild West also. I'm not talking Donna Party. I don't know, but this is an older man. If you saw tall, lean, uh, straight up and down, dark clothing individual, that was the man. And I feel like he died of some kind of condition. Um, doesn't feel like a natural death. Ugh. <laughs> Um, not the Donner Party. I just said, you know, tuberculosis was rampant in those years. You know, cancer sure. was rampant because of smoking. Feels like condition because he died in bed. I see the whiskers. You need to. That's a little lot. That's a lot of information. Why don't you kind of turn around and Google? Let me know. That's that's too much. That's kind of crazy. Uh, I don't know. Pure love is. Oh, hello there. <laughs> oh, was that on your show that that happened? Uh, <laughs> Teresa, is that you? Okay, someone owes me a photograph. <laughs> I love it. She, I did a, a show with her. Um, uh, pure, uh, type me all the show and the date, and I'll say it out loud. Uh, Teresa has someone in her family you look like you to her. Oh, well, <laughs> isn't that fun? She's in the room. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, Pam, I described your mom. Okay. All right, honey. And the wall? You, that's going to be fun. Um, anyway, she had dark hair. So even though you have a, um, a name from overseas, there's a lot of mixed marriages nowadays. She could have been a blue-eyed blonde, your mom. You know, your father could be the dark hair, but uh, mm -hmm. I do see that. Does the name Charles come to mind? Does the name Charles? And that individual, was it Chuck or Charles? Let me know that. That's important. Um, I just love that she's in here to tell us who <laughs> I look like somebody. I just love that. Oh, Teresa, that was a kick. Um, I'm just looking to, while I have my notes on the side, do I look cute in glasses? Well, I hope I get to see my new lenses without the glasses. I wouldn't be able to read at all. It could be my new norm. And anybody out there know how to get rid of the reflective light on my lens? Just I'll have to ask around. Uh, okay. Ask around. Yes. Is there another, another question? question? Yes. Marisa has a question. I want to know. I'm going to blow this up so I can read it because I'm blind. Okay. Let, so let, me, let me read it for you because I got the glasses on chart. See, second. she can read better than I can. <laughs> I, well, right, no, you, you could have glasses on. I just put mine on. 
Oh, so Maurice's question is, <clears throat> I want to know who is dropping the bread that I have on top of the fridge down to the floor and who keeps whispering hello in my ear when I step outside to walk the dog. <laughs> there is a family member. She's a blue-eyed blonde. And it's almost like she wants you to clean or do something different with your life uh, in your surroundings. And she has really blue eyes and she has white skin, uh, an older relative. Um, I don't know what color you are. Are you, uh, are you people's lighter? I don't know. I can't tell. Um, but this is a woman who went gray. And as we get older, uh, people saw pictures of me when I was youngster, a younger woman. I was quite dark. So this woman makes me think that as she got older, she would never the sun. The skin got thinner. It got very light. But the blue eyes really are beautiful. Um, she did have hair that she says she frothed up like this. Uh, it's like she doesn't like what you're doing in the kitchen. She's doing that. So <laughs> it must be relative to know. Oh, sure. Don't tell anything. Go say anything. No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just laughing about that because that, that, I go through that at my own house. So Okay. <laughs> it's not who you think it is. This is a woman, Marissa. This is what I'm telling you. So wow. it made me laugh because uh, this woman is kind of like after you to do it this way versus that way. Now it was the owner of the prior house. Prior owner. I wouldn't know that. I just see this feisty woman. I don't like this. Boom. Oh. Let's do it this way. And then she calls you. Um, I can't hear the voice. So I, if it's your brother, I can't tell. But I, I do feel like it's a woman who's kind of, this is not a haunting. This is not negative. This is not bad. This woman is not bad. She's kind of trying to change you. For why? I don't know. You're going to have to type in here why. I'm getting that. Uh, you need to get lenses with an anti-reflective coating. I think I tried that anti-reflective. I think that's what these are. The blue. This is a Blu-ray, um, but I will look into that, Pam. Thank you. I think I checked into that, and it's um, it, do, it does still cause this. And so, if you have a pair, make sure you type to me or send Char a note where I can find them because I would like to try. These are little blue things, and they're supposed to be glare-proof. Well, they're not glare-proof. <laughs> Marisa says her mom was uh, blonde and blue-eyed. Oh, is that your mom doing Nailed that? Nailed it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you, these family members just tell too many stories. Let me too much. I love it. Thank you, Marisa. I fun. So I go back to my notes? Absolutely. Because I got a lot of information on here. And yeah, you I'll let you know when someone else pops in. Yeah, so if you're listening to this on our SS feed, enjoy the readings. But I do want you to have a pencil, not in a car, uh, somewhere else. I'm going to be giving you some names of shows, movies, and things that you can access. Um, so I talked about how to access future and what it feels like. It's like thick jello. You have to borrow your way, push it like like your fist in front of you. Boom, 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 boom. Of course, I'm just a glutton for punishment. I love doing this. and. I don't, I'm not afraid to be wrong. If I'm wrong, that makes me human. I try not to be wrong because you kids are always paying me to not be um, wrong. Mm -hmm. So I try very hard. My artistic background and being very articulate that way, uh, engineering, numbers, precision, I think help narrow my scope down so I can be that uh, for you. Um, the pass is very curious. It's a slip and slide commotion. I have to put the brakes on so I don't go too far. People say, well, what's that about? I said, that's used time. It's unraveled. 
the future feels like a braid almost. It's tight. It's unused. They have to wiggle through the jello. The past looks like the wisp of the back of a broom. All the straw pieces are all loose, so it's just like that. Um, I do want to point out that every action in our life, everything that's important to us, or our family, each member, has our own timeline. So going forward, if you give me your what you want to know about somebody or person, place, or thing, I will find that path mm -hmm. and follow, give an answer. If it's yours, fine. In going backwards into time, you've got to be specific because I have to find the right path. And um, that's fun also. I can go back tens of years. People have given me photographs of great-grandparents and beyond and said, tell me about that person. They'll research and find out I was right. It's just like okay. when I was doing cemetery tours with Shark, Shark here. And these people died 150 years ago, yet I could find what the death was um, and the story behind it. And there were 150 years more. So in some ways, I go back to the time of the burial, which is kind of nuts. I don't know how that works, especially the spirit there. That's easier. But I'll never forget when John said, OK, what about this row of stones? And of course, I'm seeing nothing. And then I looked at every stone. I relaxed my mind. I said, is there a story here? Tell me a story. So I went to about the fourth or fifth one facing the inside to the cemetery. And all of a sudden I heard this bang, bang in unison every time. And all of a sudden I saw men's boots hitting the ground. Ba boom, boom, boom. And uh -huh. I thought, what is happening? And then all of a sudden I felt a balcony and a theater crash down. And what it was was a cat house and the can-can girls, all the men were stomping their feet. Well, balcony didn't hold. And the whole row, wow. row there was four or five men that were buried. And what I was hearing is people remembering being there and coming and honoring and grieving over the people. So their combined thoughts stayed there. Well, that's impossible. Well, guess what? <laughs> I must have been good enough because John kept me there a long time until after, even after his own death. <laughs> his mm -hmm. wife did a year. So I was good enough. Okay. Um, Okay, so I talked to the past. Another client has an upcoming meeting with a family member who was treated very badly. And now the parent she was taking care of has died. One of the brothers wants a meeting. She is scared to death on the motive of this brother. Hard to read, explosive. Remember I said you earlier. So I call it leapfrogging. And so you say, oh, what's going to happen during the meeting? And this is a very difficult situation. Everybody, top, top. And so... When, even when she's talking to me, I want to sit point out, and she, her voice changed and everything. So I call it leapfrogging. And what you want to do is go the next day. You want to leap over the situation or go around it and see the outcome. I can't tell you about it, but I'm going to have a real serious talk with her. And instead of bringing her man, I want the man to be on FaceTime. Or uh, Zoom time is something when you can call and see each other. And then if it gets really difficult, the man friend can hang up and she can leave. But if the man friend is there, the voices will be raised. And that doesn't have to happen. You don't have to meet up with people who abused you, especially when you're the one taking care of the parent. And the parent finally dies. And then they want to come back and, and give you more trouble. Oh, heck, excuse me. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Family show, everybody. Beep. So take advantage of. 
We're PG-13, but we're going to argue, kids. It's all good. <laughs> so take advantage of, of phone service. In fact, I would even counsel that woman and say, let's do a Zoom. Why meet at a restaurant? Why be, why be in their presence until you know for sure what it's about? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so it's hard to be exposed to such situation. So I call it leapfrogging. See if you can go to the next day or the next week and, and then ask them, how did the meeting go? And no matter what it did happen, they could answer better. Um, and she could be watching tonight. <laughs> okay. Um, same with the client that you just heard. Um, this is a client friend, and there had been a death in the family. And life has changed. Whenever there's death in the family, you're going to find your personality change. And you're going to find what you can and cannot put up with. So when I talk to somebody with the death in the family, especially a child, you have to go around the event to look to the future and see what thinking process they have. We do change. And I, and I had cancer. Um, in 87, people got cancer. They all died. That's, I was 39 in 1987. And then I had Graves' disease, and I was three hours from a fatal heart attack when I finally got to the hospital. They figured out what's wrong with me. It changes you. You will not stay the same. And when you talk to them or deal with people like that, this could be a whole show. So remember that, Char. Uh, yes. Watch a movie. So I want to address a couple more things. <clears throat> I watched a movie last night, and I never really liked it. In fact, it didn't do very well at theaters. It has since become a cult classic. And I watched it because uh, I knew I was going to talk about this topic tonight. Um, and the reason I bring it up is earlier I was speaking to, remember, I'm, I'm going to get more difficult as we go on. We're talking about how, how is it that I can reach Italy and Germany and Malta and uh, England, all these countries, which is fun. Puerto Rico, I got some clients in Canada, Alaska, Nome, Alaska. Um, that was really fun. Um, just every, a lot of different places, um, mostly English-speaking countries. And, that, and this probably because I put it out there, I don't hear real well either. 33 years of having things in my ear like this. I mean, it gets worse every year. I watched a movie last night, and it was called Event Horizon. It's 1997, and Neil, uh, Sam Neill is the inventor of the spaceship um, that was lost. And it returned. It showed up going around Jupiter. And L Lawrence F uh, Fishborn, Fish Fishborn? is the captain of the recovery ship. The idea of the exposition was to bring back this ship. How, I, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe they thought they would, like I said, I don't know how to do it because they did find the ship intact. It was like really huge, like 10 times bigger than the rescue ship. Maybe they thought they'd just go get the people. I don't know. But when the movie started unfold, it looked like it was really gruesome. I'm going to disagree with it and agree with it. So you'll hear why. And it was the idea, uh, Neil said he had invented the mecha mecha mechanics of being able to formulate a black hole. And there is a clip, and I'll give it to you in a minute because it's on another page, the idea of folding time. And when he finally admits to what that was about, they have discovered that the whole crew killed each other. And it was a bloody, gory... Um, hell's environment. It was terrible. I can't even imagine 
And I don't know if that's why the movie didn't do well at the theater. I didn't care for it. Um, it was just too much for me. In fact, I called my kids and told them, don't I'll watch it, because I felt like it, there was a touch of bad to it. But, you know, just the energy of it was really negative. But yet, I watched it last night. I was able to go through it. Um, <clears throat> he said to them that he created a mechanism that would open up a portal to a black hole. And that portal, I see this is where it gets confusing in the movie even. How does that portal move the ship through its own black hole? They don't explain that. Of course, I'm watching it now with a different pair of eyes. But evidently, the the energy from the black hole sucked the whole ship in. And in an instant, it went through the dimensions to outside of our own universe. So I did question it. But the theory behind, this is where I'm going to go, but is that the black holes seem to pull in everything around it, including Earth like ours and suns that have a magnetic field. If it has a magnetic field, we have a magnetic field, it's pulling into the black hole magnetism. And then they've the science has discovered black holes that are spitting all this stuff back out and folding time. So I want to give you some thoughts about folding time. I do believe it's possible. I believe that when we do readings, we enter different dimensional space. It feels like I, I go straight line, but I don't think so because the earth curves. So I want to say we go at a bigger arc. It feels like I go straight up and then I come down. I don't go through the planet. Okay. Um, I feel like we do fold time. I don't know if our life force is capable of going to the speed of which I must have to travel nine uh, time zones. Um, does this tire me out? At this age, I'm more tired. One or two readings. I, I remember uh, even in my um, mid-50s, I would work six, seven days a week, sometimes five or six people a day. I could do a psyche fair and read 22 to 24 people in eight hours. They didn't. Want, no one wanted me to show up. Um, how could I do that? I have told you before. If you want to do me, be me. Uh, I'm, you know, doing what I can to keep this information coming. Is that you have to be not physical. I know there's a lot of gentle people who are readers, but if you want to be able to do what I do, I think you need to be stronger. So I'm a muscular person. I'm an athlete all my life. Um, I've had some illnesses. And moving has taken a lot of my wind from my sails, but I hope to get back. Um, can't explain my voice tonight, but it just doesn't always stay like it was when I was in my Okay, 60s. I have to interrupt real quick, okay? I always try to do an open, honest show. Uh-oh, what's you happening? Know, I've, got, I've got a guest on who's doing psychic readings tonight. I do not appreciate when other people come into my, into my chat room. And start offering free psychic readings to people that are in the chat room. Oh, oh no! When no, I no. have another psychic on, all right. I don't. I'm trying to block this person, but I cannot. I, I don't know how to do it anymore because Streamyard changed the way they do that. So I'm going to have to figure it out. All right. That is rude, and I'm called for, and I won't tolerate it. I thought Just there was a way you, you could. There was, but I can't find it. I'm having trouble okay. finding the way to block. But I'm just saying it is rude and uncalled for to do that. Well. Okay. You continue, please. Well, I'm going to have to look this girl up. She's got a lot of nerve coming into this chat room. Um, yeah. 
I, I got your name there. Okay, so I want to go to Pure Love Ascension. It must be difficult at times for you, Nancy. It's like you're both in worlds at the same time, one foot in spirit and one here on earth. Oh, I love you for that. It is actually true. I, my first book is called Two Worlds, uh, Developing Psychic Skills, which covers a lot of different things. I have to admit, I do love it. And people, and if I was even a millionaire, won the lotto, I say to myself, you know, at this age, I should be in my car traveling across the country. I even belong to a couple of RV groups. <laughs> at the same time, when I can give readings, like the little girl in there, um, <clears throat> uh, the blonde, blue-eyed mother, um, I love that. And I, I love the messages. And I, I like helping people. Uh, the gentleman that, no, here, I'm going to write back tomorrow of his, his grieving of his daughter and trying to go on. I, I like doing that. It's, it's a high. When I'm entering the world of spirit, there's more energy than here. And when I enter that space, it's almost like I get more energy. It's like reading tonight. I want to talk about how these readings feel. I have some good information here. But when I do a reading, it rejuvenizes me. I'm 75 years old. I should be retired, everybody. Oh, no. No, I love this. And I have eight books lined up, and I want to do my own. I talk to Char every day, almost every day, about setting up my own. I have a channel, Nancy Matt Psychic. And I'll be doing um, 10 to 15 minutes of readings. Like, I've talked about two readings tonight. I'm just going to start pulling 20-some okay. years worth of readings, MP3s. Um, what's that, Char? Oh, I don't know why there's supposed to be three dots for me to do that, but there's no dots anymore there, so I'm going to have to get to StreamYard find out where the dots are. Because um, after the comment, there's supposed to be three dots, and then I can block, but I'm not seeing them. Is she still there? I think she, she hasn't said anything in a while, so she's probably gone now. But Well, we called her on it. She's probably gone. Yeah, yeah. And Jerry says she didn't send anybody a friend request, so Jerry doesn't know what the hell that is either, so. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, so I love Teresa's um, question about two worlds. I really love it. And I've done it for so long, it, I get it quick. And I have to record every session, MP3s, because I can't write the notes and I don't expect people to. And sometimes once in a blue moon, I mean, really, once every five, six, eight months, one recording won't work. Doesn't make any sense. Computer, bleach, or whatever. I have to accept that. That's the person that shouldn't have recorded because someone could listen to it that's not supposed to. Mm -hmm. Better than when I had cassettes. Someone I, I sent a cassette to, and she put it in a towel closet, towel, T O W E L. Son mm -hmm. found it, like 12 year old, listened to it. Oh, no, 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 no. So you got to hide it better. So now with the MP3s, you can put on a SB, USB port, kind of a board mm -hmm. plug. And keep it in your purse forever. Um, but I really, I really love doing this. It's clearly God had a plan for me because I had a career at Pacific Bell. I had was an engineering mm -hmm. supervisor, and I could stay there forever. Met meet someone there and had a totally different life. Oh no, you know the cancer scared me to find a new path, and this is where I've been since 1990. So Teresa, thank you for that, sweetie. Very lovely lady. Um, Okay, 
So I want to go back to this. The idea of folding time. Okay. With the ship's drive open, the ship's drive, meaning the ball with the two rings around it, um, somehow the magnetism, they didn't explain it, it was really fancy looking, to a hellish dimension outside the known universe. Um, so there was a travel. I spoke with this guy once before, and I'll get to new stories when I start reviewing all of my readings for 30-some you know, years. Uh, a lot of cassette tapes. I'll start with them, get rid of them, <laughs> after I record them, uh, transfer them to the computer. Um, he said he likes to enter, travel around the solar system. So our sun with the planets at the solar. And it's not like big in comparison to where he's been. He showed the solar system with our planets lined up as small. And that was surprising to me. And he slip slides around the magnetic field that the whole, like we have a ball of magnetism around a planet, but all of it together seems to have a ball of energy around it. How does that work? Does it come from the sun? I, I don't know. So anyway, he showed me slip and sliding. Remember that word I used earlier? Right. The blackness of the, the sky between the stars is dark matter. And he says it presses on him. And so it, he pre it presses on him and he slides on that magnetic field around each of our um, sun, solar, the planet, solar, mm -hmm. uh, solar system. And so he can be, he's pushed and he goes from planet to planetary to planetary within our universe. And then if he wants to go somewhere else, he finds a magnetic slip, um, uh, not magnetism. Um, he makes me think of a river. And I think the astronomers have said that too. So, when you think of that, how does it folding time inside the ship work? Can't address that. Uh, go outside the known uh, universe. Okay, there was a movie came out. I'm going to make some reference here. Um, I love this movie, Dune, D-U-N-E, when it first came out. And I actually um, really loved it. Oh, I want to go back to this. Um, Neil's character had developed a black hole. By oscillating rings around a central gravity drive, creating a strong magnetic force pulling into itself, the creating of a black hole. Um, I, I couldn't figure that out, but the mm -hmm. theory of it is correct. I do believe that we can create a black hole in front of us and go through it eventually. So I feel like when we see the uh, UFOs, and I told everybody that my husband found saw a UFO, ran in the house, told me to get my glasses, but not my phone. So Oh, you can do it. And we were watching it. It passed over our house. And I would say three quarters of a mile, half mile to mile, it just poofed out. Hello. <laughs> so Skinwalker Ranch and what we saw, like a balloon, it wasn't a black hole. It was an opening to a different dimensional space. Poof, it was gone. And Larry yelled at me and goes, Oh my God, Skinwalker Ranch, this is what's happening. They're creating wormholes to get from place to place, not black holes. Big difference. So um, on YouTube, type in Event Horizon Movie Clip, clip dash The Core, 1997. It's 2.42 minutes, 2 minutes and 42 seconds. And that will show you the clip of that mechanism that the scientists had developed, played by Sam Neill. Um, the theory investigated in this 1997 was introduced again in the movie Interstellar. 
2014 movie directed by Christopher Nolan. And in Interstellar, the folding of time and the movement of time is very well explored. They actually had some good scientists work on that one. Uh, there was a couple of scenes where he is entering the bedroom of his daughter as a child and then as a woman. And the people, the beings outside of our dimensional space were manipulating him so he could get a message to her. It was really good, much better. I just really, I've watched it two or three times because my brain works that way. I'm trying to think it all through. But Interstellar is a real good one on the heels of the event horizon. The, the idea of folding space to have a point A and a point B by traveling in a straight line, that's common thought. But by folding of space and time instantaneously transfers of matter. And so this is one of the core themes in the movie Dune with Kyle mm -hmm. McClellan, McClellan or something, I don't know. M-A-C-L-A-C-H-I-A-N. I don't remember it spelled like that. It came out in 1984, and again, uh, the movie, the second one, came out um, in 2021, and I understand there's three segments of it. There was going to be two, now they're going to make three. Great. Um, the conflict of the movie is a planet that is, is harvested for this spice that allows a certain creature to ingest and create a biological mechanism to fold time. Um, of course, I would like it because some of the main characters were... Um, a race of women that were super psychics. And I said, Oh, I want that job. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to be there. Yeah. I'll be looking for that. But I've always been wanting somebody. I've always been interested in math and the, the other um, important figure was the mathematicians and they had black on their, which makes no sense because of course they'd have computers. They would have black on their mouth and their lips because I was always folding the page and writing. And I thought to myself, mm -hmm. in space travel, I mean, they're not using computers. We are now. We don't have black on our fingers and our lips from touching the pages with ink on it. So um, but it was very, very great movie. The idea that there are beings that can travel in their space. And there are beings and dune that would ingest the spice on this planet and be able to bubble it, just soup in the distances and create instantaneously travel. So that was the whole culture of the movie. I don't want to tell you the ending because I did write, read that book and it was a big, thick thing. And then I saw the movie and I loved it. It's just right up my alley. So I wanted to encourage you to get hold of the old movie if you want to see all of it. it has some really, uh, Patrick Swayze, of course, was in it and some other names, people you'll recognize as well as the one 2021. They had some interesting um Marvel characters and, uh, you know, just Aquaman. I can't remember these names. I don't watch those people too often. Um, so the biological mechanism to full time, why not? And um, so now as I travel instantaneously from my home in Northern California to Italy, to Engle, England, um, or to Singapore, the action is less than a second. second. So tell me, am I folding time? You betcha. <laughs> you betcha. My, I don't think we can travel that fast or that far. Uh, and we're doing it on a biological means. This is not biomechanics. So my bending, bending time and space, a biological mechanism, the moving doom, 
I do believe we are. Uh, try to explain that to a scientist, right? Um, my mind tells me we shouldn't be able to do any of this, especially when I talk to spirit people. We should do a show on how that looks and feels to me. Um, mm -hmm. But I believe we are folding time and space and distance. And so I wrote a couple of thoughts down here. If I'm doing this, what, where is that black hole I'm accessing? Or am I just creating like on Skinwalker Ranch, a, a tunnel that just, right. you know, uh, Stargate creates that kind of a, a funnel tunnel type of thing, uh, wormhole looking. Am I creating a wormhole? I don't feel that. I would feel the mechanism of passing through time and distance. They do. They feel that molecules being ripped apart and put back together. Not, it's painless. I don't feel that. It feels very smooth to me. Instantaneously. Like we're doing the readings in the room. How can I describe these dead people walking in someone's hallway? Ugh. Right? Instantaneously going to that house. I even had a chuckle with a woman. I'm get that off the couch. Really? <laughs> and it was her mother? Oh, hello, hello. Um, <laughs> Am I outside of our dimension? Clearly, part of me is because I haven't lost my consciousness. I'm part of the thread that goes from me to whomever I'm talking to. And where am I asking about the thread? Okay. Um, it would be fun to see where our lifelines travel to go to these places, let alone from where I live to even Sacramento, which is an hour and a half from here. All around the world, I have Australia, Malta, to name a few places. Australia, it's the west side, not the east side, so it's even further. Uh, there is no, no resistance to travel or pulling of my gravity. Am I traveling to other hemispheres and slamming back down to the quadrant of the world I'm going to be talking to? Meaning, do I dash up into the atmosphere, the stratosphere, all the way to the moon to get a better shot? Okay, Malta is down there. Italy's down there. I don't think so. But I do feel out of my body. I do feel arcing. Now, remember, the earth is round. Am I skimming along the top of the ocean? Is Or am I going through the planet? I don't feel that. I feel up and down. Where did I get that? I talked to a man in 93 and 94. First time it really occurred to me because that's why I remember it. And he was very distressed about his sister. And she lives in New York. Of course, he sent his life force, and I followed it to her. But I felt it up. And when I got to her, I was above her house. I wasn't in her body yet, but above it. And I stopped and I went, oh, look at here. It was a terrible fire. And all around her house, it was all burnt down. The trees were all laying flat. And, and I went, and she was doing the dishes in the kitchen. Remember, this is instantaneous right now. And she was doing the kitchen, uh, in the kitchen, looking out the window, doing the dishes. And she was very grieving because she wasn't seeing her world. She was seeing it all burnt up. And I said to him, oh, I think his name was John. Oh, John, I hate to tell you, but everything's burnt down. He says, I know. That's why I'm asking you to go to her and see how she's doing. <laughs> they had this big fire, and I, he didn't tell me that. I was just looking at, oh, she's doing this. She's so unhappy. Click. Oh, huh? my goodness. Go ahead. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. I, I arrived. Above the house, I didn't arrive in her body. Interesting. Um, so I'm able to make res uh, reference to Shirley MacLaine. Years and years and years uh, ago, I read a book that was called, called Out on a Limb. Uh, 
reading the book, there was a section that got really my attention. Remember, you're reading a book, you're kind of creating a visual. And the movie did come out. I watched the movie. And, of course, it was much more dramatic. But she's in her hot tub. I think it was Peru. She's visiting people. And the visual that she gave me, which was reflected in the movie, is a handmade spa. So it had rocks. And she's laying there with her arms back. Oh, this is wonderful. Yeah, like, I, I've had a spa in my life since um, mid-'80s and got a wine barrel. So we had the real wine barrel from Napa, put it back together for a spa. And I remember laying there and looking at the stars. Well, that happened to her. And she took a breath. She said something. And all of a sudden, she was out of her body, flipped into the air, and looking down on herself. And, of course, you can appreciate, what the dickens? What happened to me? And that was reflected in the book and in the movie. <clears throat> uh, she sat in a hot tub. I believe it was Peru. She felt herself zoom to the outer sphere of our Earth atmosphere. She could see a silver cord attached to her body in the hot to the body that was sitting in the hot tub, and connecting to her spirit in space. Now, refresh your memory. I just said it did come out as a miniseries. I think it was a three-parter. 1987. It's on YouTube, so you can look it up. Go through the commercials, everybody. But I wanted to share with you that half the people I talked to that had these near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences, um, half of them see a cord, half do not. When you do near-death experiences, not just those who are out of the body. When I'm out of the body and I'm flying over the trees, I see no cord. Why not? Is it so light? Is it that some people do see it? Why? I don't know. Are they afraid not to be connected to the flesh? Don't know that either. Um, so I have to admit, I... Personally, him there seen a court. Luckily, I got back to my own body. I don't know. How does that work, right? Um, and I do enjoy the YouTubes and uh, out of body experiencers, near death experiencers. Some see it, some most don't, which is something interesting. Um, the angels talk about being connected, others do not see the court. Doesn't mean it does not exist. Remember, I'm not going to take someone's, well, you, you, you're wrong. You weren't out of your body because there is a court. I can't do that. See, each one of us have our human perception to be seen a certain way. So if you think there's going to be courts, it's going to be one. If you don't, you don't quit it. Don't see it. <clears throat> and so I have really traveled a lot of miles in a month. If you think about all the places I've been with my clients, um, I wonder if that's what, as Teresa said, what tires psyche out so much is a moving of our life force about. I want to say yes. Mm -hmm. um, I don't eat a lot. I do exercise. I'm trying to get back into it. I've had some illnesses. I get everybody COVID too many times. Um, eye surgeries now and this and that, right? But the basics of who I am is muscular. So I want to go to that again. Um, I think that's a core of, of strength. Um, mm -hmm. And so I encourage people to get back to the program. If you can, if you want to be a reader, you can do it at any level of energy. It, it just keeps it going. I know a lot of people, Shara, I've talked to her about doing these shows. It's tiring sitting in her chair. It's more tiring sitting in my chair. And I love it because I've had a couple. I've talked today, a couple people. Um, the spirit came to me in 1991 or two and talked to traversing the solar system by bellowing of the magnetic field around each planet. I did speak of this earlier. It came up earlier. Um, okay, but as a human being, uh, am I inside of this bellow or ball around the planet, or am I just above it? 
Because remember the traveler I spoke of earlier, he travels around to get to where he wants to go. Am I inside the bubble? I'm not sure. I'd love to see it. And the reason I bring that up is we humans uh, are Good always question. out of our body. This, uh, we can pick up and relay information, but someone across the planet could also have the same information. So Edgar Cayce, um, Cayce um, Edison developed the electric bulb, but two other people were patenting at the same time. So I believe that common knowledge leaves our, our mind, it, it kind of leaves our mind and we collaborate with other scientific people, other artisans, other inventors, and we share information. And I don't think it's selectively the time that's right for a light bulb as much as two or three people at the same time thought of the same thing. Everybody else picked it up. Um, Marisa has a question along that line. She says, what, Nancy, okay. aren't you nervous about leaving your body and not being able to return back in? No, not at all. I think I think if you're meant to be a reader like me, God's going to make you stay here even if you don't want to. <laughs> I'm not afraid of death at all. I just talked to so many dead people. Listen, I don't know who just asked about their mom, but how in the world would I know that if I weren't looking at her? Right. All right. Yes, I would miss my kids. I think that they would say grandma left her body and never came back. I hope she's having fun. I hope they don't grieve me. In fact, I at my daughter just asked me, what do you want for your funeral? And I says, pizza and champagne in a park. I don't want it to be heavy and dreary. I'm not afraid of death at all. I've looked at it a few times too close, like I've talked to Shar many times. But I think it's the readings I do, and I hope, I hope that you're hearing me say that, that you also get it. Like, how can I describe these people? There's no way. I, I don't guess. Why would I? Why would I make anything up? Mm -hmm. For what percentage? I mean, what, you know. Um, in What Dreams May Come by Robert Williams, when he passes over and during his funeral, um, he, a man pops in. And I, I, I forgot who that was. Um, but a, young, a younger man comes in to where he's witnessing his funeral. And he says, you shouldn't be here. You don't have to be here to watch this. Everybody's unhappy. And he's, Robin says, well, I don't know where to go. And he says, well, just give it a thought. And I feel like our thought transfers us also. So if I hear these people in Italy talking, we do Zoom. Uh, no, we do a Skype video. I just really love these people. After so many years, you get to call them family. I told people, I says, I wish I were a bazillionaire. I wouldn't charge at all because I enjoy it so much. But I have to pay my bills just like everybody else. But the instant you think of wanting to be in someone's world, you can be there. And so this couple in Italy, they were thinking of Biden's house. And I, I, they were looking. And I says, oh, this is the one. And I described how the ceilings were going to look and the basement was going to be done and the backyard and the ocean. Oh, you're going to buy the property next door. There's a building there. And he's going to park his car in there. Well, guess what? They bought the building, the land next door, and there's a building there. <laughs> and they turned it was a shed. And now they turned it into a garage. How is that possible? So my thought took me right there to the property. I under her time. I was looking around, and I was describing all these things. And of course, every time the husband said, "Oh, Nancy, blah blah blah," well, he's my best client now. Big top military man. Oh, you gonna talk to Nancy? Oh, I got a question. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so I believe we live in a multi-dimensional space all at once. 
we are more than just what three dimensions we see. We do live in time because I'm accessing all the time. I believe there's more dimensions around us, which we float into possibly to get to where we need to go as a quick side note. Or do we go into this higher level or oxygen level or right in the right. float? Up? There's a couple of different ways that we could be doing this. What cannot be explained is that I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm blending with these couples and blending with their time and finding information about each daughter entering their time. I'll never forget, I was telling that one girl, she was so cute, went to beauty school. And I saw her in New York getting involved with the uh, theater system. And everybody went, well, guess what? The man she married got a brand new job in a building, bazillions of stories tall, right downtown in a theater district. Really? <laughs> I loved it. And it's almost like people want to say, God, Nancy, I don't want to sleep. <laughs> and that's so fun. Isn't that fun, mm -hmm. everybody? Just think that's even possible. Um, anyway, so Edison Embedded Light Bulb, that was one. Uh, Kerlin Photography was also another one that really got my attention. I uh, had an opportunity to Phoenix, Arizona, do a three-day um, fair. And what they wanted before uh, was to look at the, um, the photographer's um, Polaroid. And what it was showing was someone standing there and they put their hand on the plate and the different colors would show up surrounding their aura uh, field. And I didn't know I could do that. And I looked at it and I must enter the person and gone into the past. I was reading the past, present, and I could read the future. And the guy says, how are you doing that? I didn't know it was that like what you did. <laughs> and I says, listen, if I had an answer, but what I would tell you is the density of red is lighter than the density of silver. So that's a heavy emotional state. And you could read it just based on that. Okay, so there is a, and I really believe that the photography is real. I remember seeing a picture of a leaf as it was dying because it had been broken off from a, a plant. And the colors on it were sparkly. It was just absolutely gorgeous. It was a different form of um, aura photography kind of a thing. And it captured a lot of different energies. And as it died, it just went down. It was absolutely amazing. Another photograph that I saw was absolutely wonderful. It was someone who lost a limb or a finger or something, and or a hand. It was like I remember seeing the limb missing something, and the formation of energy where the limb would have been or the finger was still there. The flesh wasn't, but the part was, and the energy was. You could look all these up. I don't. I just remember like I read so much that people say, "Well, where, where's your documentation?" Well, I'd have to Google it. So Google it, <laughs> you know, and find those pictures. And Shard, how do you spell that, uh, the photographer? Um, uh, I just said it, and my mind just went blank. That's H, H4. It's the R photography. Is that what it's called, to look it up? And then look arc. up. Um, and, huh? Yeah. I think it's arc photography, yeah. I don't know. I think so. Anyway. Um, I had a psychic friend who's passed away, and she said to me one day, and I was always asking questions, of course I would, uh, don't try to figure out the whys. Cl cl uh, clients are not interested. They only want the answers. Well, that was absolutely the last thing to say somebody to me because that was a, the incentive for me to stay in this world. 
I had a, fr a friend, I still have her, met her in 1977. Uh, she lives in Auburn, California, and I called her up one day and I said, okay, so as a manager of a telephone company, I was working 15, six hours a week, but I was coming home and working two or three hours every night, Saturday and Sunday, and one of them I'll have to give up. And I was really having a hard time deciding what path to walk. It was at a time when I was still telephone company, you know, Auburn, California, everything was just, you know, but passion in my life. And, and what was I going to do for the rest of my life? Because I really didn't know I was going to live this long. And she said, how dare you even think that you want to give this up? Aren't you helping people? Look at your life, how hard it's been. You can help people live their life. And it was like a moment of, wow, you know, like, okay, the value of my life of whatever years I have left, let me help those survive their life better. And that was the statement I used. So sometimes service to others is a sacrifice because clearly um, I could be asking more. I could get involved with uh, Professor Gary Swartz and do everything and do everything and charge two or three thousand an hour. Volume is more important to me of helping people than a smidden of two or three thousand dollars an hour, which they are getting. It's unbelievable. Uh, so anyway, investigate how this works and you may get the bug to want to investigate it more. Doing readings is only the benefit of being able to do this. The bigger reward is discovering the universe is endless um, with endless opportunities to explore everything. I'm, I'm really interested in outer space. I see myself in the future going to outer space, um, which would be fabulous. Too bad we can't do it now, but I saw myself traveling on a spaceship, which is crazy. <laughs> I am I am a male again. Just being a woman just is for the bunkers here. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my life, the answer to the mysteries of the mysterious universe includes that I'm able to do something that makes no sense at all, no logical sense, let alone give information from an unseen location to a client seeking to help describe the deceased loved one standing next to you. Isn't it just so amazing? Well, okay, everybody, I did it. Oops, we went a while. Sorry, Char. That's okay. Right. I'm here. I got to yell at somebody, so I mean, I'm good. Too bad. Too bad. <laughs> yeah. Was that Nancy? Are you nervous about leaving your body? Okay, I got that one. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we did that question. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that. You know, clearly, I must not. I'm either idiot or I really love leaving my body. <laughs> and I'll say one more thing: leaving my body is actually a form of meditation. I can get pretty wound up trying to get things done. And if I stop and do a, a reading, I sidestep what's happening in my life to do the reading. So I'm resting the human part of me by exploring another side of me, which is, of course, amazing. And then when I get back to the real world, I'm calmed down. And so I tell people envision uh, a railroad track, uh, locomotives on railroad tracks, so you got left runner and then a right runner. So if you, on, if you stand on the left side, it's a railroad track. It's hard, firm. You're never going to change it, never change it. But when I do a reading, I step with my right foot. I just step over to the other one. It's a totally different track. Mm -hmm. And so I do the reading. I calm down. I relax. I enjoy myself. And then I get back to real world issues and drama and trauma. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm better. So it's, it yeah. really works. I love it. Yep. All right, kid. If you guys liked what you heard tonight and saw tonight and you're watching from YouTube 
Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Um, there's more than 700 videos sitting over at YouTube, and they're all different topics from news topics all the way through this type of thing, UFOs, cryptids, you name it. And I have them in files now. Well, not all of them, but I have them pretty much in files now. So if you want to find stuff easily, you can do that. If you want to find Nancy, there's a Nancy Matz file. There's a cryptid file. There's a UFO file. But the important thing here is that show us some love. I see a couple people left us some love today. See, there's some love up there. I see love. And because uh, we're trying to, you know, those those, F, those nasty FYPs between, I'm not saying nasty, but that's what I call them, the, the computers that are in charge. Those nasty FYPs. And what that does is that the, the, the more comments you guys give us, the more love you show, you show us, the, the, the more the computer picks up on us and, and, and sends us out to other people, you know, to, to build the show up. So that's what it's all about. It's about building up our audience, helping people and building up our audience. So, uh, again, you, you know, the, 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 the more you comment, the more you participate, the, for, the, the more people see us is the bottom mm -hmm. line on it. Mm -hmm. um, so, again, if you haven't done so already and you're over on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Trying to hit that 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 magic number of a thousand by Christmas. That'd be a great Christmas present. Hit that subscribe button. Facebook, if you haven't done so already uh, and you haven't followed, please hit that follow button. And because uh, again, like I said, we're building up. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. I'm equal opportunity. <laughs> I'm equal opportunity here. You know, so yeah, please. Please do that. Tomorrow we're shifting gears. I have a surprise guest, so you're not going to know until you come into the room tomorrow. I might read a, from a book. I might have a guest. I might have other things going on. So we'll see how that plays out tomorrow. Okay. Oh, and but, in, and the lady yes. for Friday night. Um, this summon. You remember, I wouldn't be able to come on anyway, but um, right. she was going to be on tonight, but she picked Friday, so it allowed yeah. me to be on and visit with you kids, and I loved it. Yeah, so so I had to flip the shows around a little bit. Alrighty then. Well, I'm going to let you guys go. I will see you tomorrow at 6:30 p.m. Pacific. And please, if if you enjoyed the readings tonight and you liked it, we're going to be doing these readings for you guys over on the uh, over on the California Haunts Patreon. We're trying to build up the memberships over there. There's a lot. There's a lot of other benefits uh, being a Patreon as well. So head on over there and check us out. It's uh, California Haunts Radio Patreon. And uh, we'll get you set up with readings, and we're, we're, we're working on getting a schedule for those and everything for you guys. So uh, off we go. All right. Thank you, Nancy. As always, it's always fun. Give us a thumbs up. It's always fun. So I'll get you Nancy's contact information, and we're going to blow out of here right now. And here we go. Let me get the right button. Where am I? Oh, there you are. <laughs> I got so many stuff up here. <laughs> I love it. Websites. NancyMats.com, NancyMatsAuthor.com with the N, the M, and the A capped. YouTube.com forward slash NancyMatsPsychic, the N, the M, and the P is capped. Help, get me out of this funk. Nancy Matz's book. <laughs> Two Worlds Developing Your Psychic Skills. Nancy Matz's book. And the unwilling sacrifice.
And of course, you can get those at Amazon. Okay, gang, I will see you guys tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Be here. Good night, everyone.